Welcome to the first edition of the Not Marks Podcast. My name is Mike Crompton alongside... My name is Shannon Azaglick. My name is Daniel Calderon. I'm Tyler Everhart. And today we're going to be discussing uh, the potential fans to be in the stadium for the 2020 NFL season. Uh, it's a big topic going right around now uh, around sports. And not even just sports. Uh, it's a huge issue people are talking about everywhere with the season starting in two weeks. Crunch time now for these teams and it's time for them to make a decision. Um, Tyler's just going to go to right now and talk about a few points that have been brought up by some owners around the league and their ideas on the topic as well. So I'd like to start with just kind of putting each team into a few different categories. Uh, ben Volan of the Boston Globe wrote an article today uh, dividing 32 teams into four groups. Those four groups are definitely will have fans until told otherwise. That is a group of three teams, the Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Miami Dolphins. There are a few teams that are hopeful to have fans for their home opener, uh, still waiting on some local ordinances and health officials to get back to them. That second group includes the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Browns, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Buccaneers. The third group includes two teams who have ruled out fans for their entire season. That is the Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders. The fourth group is the largest group. Essentially what they're saying is no fans until further notice. Um, that could either mean not in their home opener, not through September, or except, uh, until they find out more. Um, that is a group of 21 teams and all teams that weren't mentioned prior are in that group. So just going off of that, um, I think my number one thing with this is getting Understanding that even as a fan myself, um, I know a lot of people have been going to games their entire lives and it's been going on for generations and generations that their family's been season ticket holders. What reason does this give the uh, owners of these teams to say, well, you guys don't matter to us anymore. We don't want you at our games. That feel like that's how fans are feeling because if they want to go, they feel safe. Why not let them go and feel safe? It, put it on the fans. Don't put it on the team at that point. So, Mike, it's funny you say that. <laughs> The president of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mark Donovan, told ESPN this week, the numbers don't pencil out. What he means by that is when you add up all the costs to put on a game uh, and compare that to the total of 16,000 tickets that they're able to sell, they barely break even. Okay? And so what he's saying is, so this isn't about that, about money, about the uh, numbers penciling out. This is about creating experience and continuing that experience at Arrowhead Stadium, giving our fans the opportunity to be there for some really special moments. To some, he says, it may sound a little bit contrived, but honestly, we're raising a banner on September 10th. Uh, we want our fans to be a part of that live and in person. That is a lifelong memory. I feel like that's worse than even saying, um, oh no, we're gonna play the games for money. If you played the games for money, I feel like that'd be a reasonable thing to do try to keep the team afloat but if he's saying we're just going to play the game so our fans can come experience it it's like what are they going to what are they going to come experience just come experience getting sick i guess because what is what is the risk what is the point of coming to watch all these games if there's an opportunity for someone to get sick and then other people to just spread that through this huge biohazard in a, in a sense yeah i think I, I agree with you daniel because it's really risky if they will come for the experiences. It would be uh, really cool, I guess, but uh, taking, it's, much, it's, it's too much risky for the fans to come and to get the uh, COVID-19. If with these teams doing the temperature checks and the face masks, and with, they'll be able to social distance. I mean, 
The average stadium capacity is almost 70,000, so you have roughly 18,000 fans in the stadium. You should be able to social distance yourselves at least six feet, probably even more at that point. And if you have the temperature checks, the face masks, it's no different than you going out to a restaurant, per se, to go get a drink to watch the games, rather than you being in the stadium where you're outside and staying away from each other. I want to come back to a point Daniel made earlier um, when he said positioning yourself saying this isn't about money um, is just blatantly false. This is what the NFL decides at this point in 2020 to decide that they're not about money. This is a $10 billion a year kind of industry. Um, all that matters to them is the bottom line. And so for them to come out now and say, hey, this isn't actually about money, I just I find that a little disingenuous. Yeah, I definitely uh, <laughs> think that it's – I agree with you. All you've heard from all of these sports programs, leagues, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, they probably all shouldn't be playing, realistically. Even the teams in the bubble, you're risking any of these players getting sick, people's lives on the line. It's a deadly disease that we've seen, and and it's something that – you're putting all the risk down on the players themselves, not really the owners. They're not the ones in the field. So, like you said, it is. you can see that it, it is about money for them. That's, that's why they're playing these games, the big TV deals. Um, yeah, the players are the ones making millions of dollars, but the, owners, the players are working for that money, and they're putting their own lives on the line. The owners aren't really doing that. They can shy away from the team and just sit up in their luxury suites and not really have to worry about anything going on. Okay, so do we know uh, who makes those decisions and, like, who get to make that decision to um, allow fans into the stadiums? And is it fair for some stadiums to have fans and others not? The NFL recognizes these in inconsistencies apparently. Um, their chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Sills, told the Sporting News this past week, it's not surprising that there are regional variabilities because obviously there are differences in the state of the pandemic and the state of infection as you move across the country which is a contradiction in itself. Seven of the nine teams that are hoping or planning to have fans in their home, in their home opener are in hotspots, or considered hotspots by the CDC. These are states like Florida, Arizona, Texas, uh, North Carolina, and different parts of Ohio. So even if these states are hotspots, so then let's say you take those fans and you're coming from your own state, so you're, you're a hot state, so that means you can't go to other states, you have to quarantine for 14 days. But if you're in your own state, you're not quarantining per se. You're expected to be doing the right things outside of the stadium. So if I'm doing the right thing, who's telling me I can't go to the games? If I'm distancing myself, I'm doing the temperature checks, as we talked about, wearing the face mask, doing all the right things, who's stopping me from going to the game if I'm allowed to? Well, even if everyone is following the protocols, or like at least the majority of people following the protocols, all it takes is that one person who's not doing it to get another person sick, and from there it can spread exponentially, realistically. So there's a lot more that goes into this than just are we following the protocols, are we not, and just keeping track of everybody. It's the safest thing in my mind is just to not have any fans, and there's no risk. You eliminate all the risk at that point. Look, there are 67 players who decided that the NFL, even in spending millions of dollars towards these safety protocols, still wasn't enough. 67 players decided to opt out. If those 67 are uncomfortable with the millions of dollars that the NFL is putting towards this pro, uh, kind of safety program, why am I supposed to feel safe then? These stadiums are huge, though, as we talked about earlier. Only 18,000 fans, which, looking on it, yes, that is a lot of fans, obviously, but in a sense... If you can keep that six feet, let's say you go every three rows 
and you have the right entrance um, situation, the way people are getting into the stadium is set up in a way where everyone's safe and they're leaving in a safe manner and they're not really interacting with each other. Let's say you stay with your family, whoever, friends, whoever you're with. I feel like that's safe enough to be able to go in the stadium and enjoy the game and get that authenticity that people want to be able to see. Even the people on TV or sitting at home want to be able to hear fans in the stadium, see fans in the stadium. As we saw in the MLB with the cutouts, it's weird. It's, it's odd to look at. And in the NBA, the virtual fans, at, uh, I can't do it. It's just, <laughs> it's not normal. You feel like you're not, you feel like you're watching a video game at times. It's just not what people want to be seeing on TV. They want that normal life that everyone's trying to get back to. And, being able to have fans in the stadium brings people that normal life that they're trying to achieve through sports, which has been everyone's way to get away from the virus itself and be able to feel what we felt back in February, January with normal sports. People miss that. That's true. You can, you can say that you're going to follow those protocols, but in the heat of the moment while you're watching the game and you're having these drinks and you're having fun with all your friends, like, are you not going to forget some of these protocols? Six feet, mask on at all times hand sanitizing every 10 minutes. Are you going to remember to do all that when you're out there drinking with all your buddies? I, I can't say everyone would. It takes me back to that Kansas City Chiefs president, Mark Donovan, quote that we talked about earlier. He ended that quote by saying, what makes us comfortable, us the Kansas City Chiefs, is our plan. It's critical that everybody follows protocols. I think one thing that we've learned from the past six or seven months is that not everybody follows protocols. But what about the people that are following the protocols? They're basically not getting an opportunity to live the normal life that we just talked about, if they're doing the right things and the person next to you is doing the right thing, the person next to them is doing the right thing, if you can trust that these fans are doing the right thing, why not get that normal football atmosphere that everyone wants every Sunday in the fall? That's what people are used to, and I think that it will help bring the country together. Uh, football definitely divides people, especially through rivalries and stuff, but understanding that everyone can be together finally and be in the stadium together and cheer on their team I think it will make things better for the people in the stadium, the owners, the fans will be happy, and the players in the field will definitely be able to feel a sense of normalcy on the field. Being in a football stadium, you think of loud noises. Um, being at home, having the home field advantage that everyone wants in their own stadium. And if you can have fans there, I think that it will help the players themselves and everyone involved in the event. That's true, but at the end of the day, you're basing off that off of the trust, off the trust you have for the fans not to engage with each other in a certain way and not to engage all the players. And if it were to me, I wouldn't trust the fans, honestly. And at the end of the day, if someone gets sick and, you know, God forbid, dies from it just because you trusted the fans to do their job and they didn't, it'd be, it'd be sad. It'd be horrible. Yeah, Mike, you're, you're right. Football is a piece of Americana, but what is the cost to experience that piece of Americana? Is it worth the life of somebody else? Maybe that's a personal question. In my mind, it is no. It's definitely a topic that we could go on here for days and days and hours, but something we're going to be able to find out in the next couple of weeks, and I'm really interested to see with Labor Day weekend coming up, these teams have to make a decision now. And with those three, four teams having their decision made, there's a lot of teams that have a big decision to make before opening weekend next weekend. Uh, so we look forward to you guys tuning in on our next podcast in a couple of weeks, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.